0: Be irulow. Watch your back, watch your back. A chance is gonna get you. Watch your back, watch your back. A chance is gonna get you. Watch your back, watch oh, your back. Re-tranches there's a chance is gonna get you. Watch your back, watch your back. It's coming from a chance. Got a watch stolen. A chance is gonna get you. Watch your back, watch your back. It's the crimes of the past. It's the crimes of the past.
1: Hi, Dougal.
2: Hello, Julie. Long time no see.
1: I know. It's been a couple weeks, hasn't it? We
2: have been a couple of weeks without recording.
1: Yeah. How have you been? I've been
2: good. I've been good. Good. Just chilling. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We had a little holiday.
2: Yeah, you went to to the neighboring province. Yes, I went to
1: Kiputkwa. Wow. It was beautiful.
2: I feel exotic. It rained
1: a lot. Like, it was probably raining a lot here.
2: think so i think so and
1: then into france went into france pais basco france oh you mean the
2: northern basque country
1: the northern basque country how cute were
2: they were they
0: northern
1: went to san juan de luz Mm right yeah cute what a cute little town i mean i've been there but it was a long time ago Mm -hmm. like probably 20 years ago
2: yeah i know right it was a long time ago almost 20 years ago Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. i was there
1: Anyway, this is the Crimes of the Basque Lands. Welcome, everybody. Yes, you guys know this is the true crime in.
2: podcast. <laughs> we expect this podcast to be hashtag Mom Safe.
1: Oh yes, yes.
2: So not too many gory details for everybody listening.
1: There's a little gore. A little gore. But it's yeah, it's Mom Safe for it's sure. Pretty Mom Safe. This one, yeah. We'll
2: go. We'll go. Cover your ears, moms.
1: <laughs> no, no, not this one. <laughs>
2: Sounds cool. But I'm... anyway,
1: it's Crimes of the Basque Lens, and it's a mm-hmm. true crime podcast. Yep. Um,
2: Be prepared and for crimes.
1: covering crimes that are in the Basque country mm-hmm. or around the world. Where Connected are... to the
2: Basque country somehow with yeah. any tenuous link.
1: That's right. Um, this week we're drinking. We, we are... talk about our drinks as... Um... Oh, I'm having a wine that I'm trying for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, let me see.
2: Bine Basque is the name. Bine
1: Basque, yes. And the... The the grape was, uh, what was it called?
2: Oh, it's very cute.
1: Uh,
2: uh, and, uh, Ondarribi Suri. That is or Ondarribi Suri. So Ondarribia is a town is a on the coast. Yeah. And Suri means white. So the white or Ondarribi grape is what it's made of. And the wine comes from the city of Sarauts. Yeah. That's Gipusco, right? Uh-huh. And we were saying it's pretty acidic, right? Yeah, we're, we're... I
1: mean, it reminded me a lot of cidra.
2: Cider, yeah. The yeah. local cider.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's quite fruity. Yeah, it tastes like apple to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think right now it's gained a lot from when we poured it immediately because mm. it was a bit colder.
1: Maybe it had to breathe. I don't
0: mm-hmm. Know.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I'm liking it more. Hmm. But again, very acidic, very like uh, fresh. It's yeah. A summer wine, I would say. Yeah.
1: Always. All right, so like as Douglas was saying, this week we have a mom-safe episode, okay?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, there's no murder. Oh, right. But it does have a bit of gore. Mm-hmm. You know, but i mean, it's definitely mom-safe, and in fact, I bet my mom remembers this story. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So it's something that was in the news, and I'm oh, sure right. she remembers it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was already living here when this happened, and I just moved here, so uh, I. Didn't get all the news bombardment, right. you know. I didn't hear about it really. Right. I didn't hear a lot about it. Mm-hmm. I think I'd heard of it, but I like in passing. But I hadn't like because mm-hmm. I, I guess in the states. Because this is from the states, mm-hmm. another story from the states. But uh, yeah, I was here, so I wasn't very like in tune to what was happening in the states. I was, mm-hmm. you know, starting out over here. And
2: it happens. Yeah, we and it was kind. Of, it. I was
1: like kind of in a. It was still those last few years. When it wasn't, you know, you you didn't have there was no smartphones yet, mm-hmm. right? So you weren't like always inundated with things that were happening
2: in the u s. everywhere or you know, yeah, everywhere or yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. so unless you really looked seeked it out, and yeah. went on to a computer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't even have a computer when I moved here. I didn't have yeah. a laptop or anything. yeah. So you know that's that tells you how old I am, <laughs> 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 but whatever. Tell me about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, time goes by.
2: It does. So it doesn't stop. This is
1: the changes. So that's kind of funny. I was thinking about that. Like, oh yeah, I didn't really even have like a. I had one of those really like Nokia phones. Mm. It was I didn't phones. even have a laptop at the time.
2: That isn't it crazy? I wasn't even
1: using a computer very often.
2: Did you? You'd call up your family. I call
1: my family on the Did phone. You, you
2: use one of these cards. I used to
1: use a phone, a calling card. Yeah. Yeah. And i go to a pay phone. You know, Yeah, I'd have to leave my flat to go...
2: To public phone. To make a
1: phone call <laughs> to my mom. <laughs>
2: I mean, my ones, by the by that, by that the time I came to live here, I had been using a little card that you'd buy. Mm-hmm. And I, I would just call an 0800 number. And that would be free. And then from inside the 0800 number, I'd call my mom. Right,
1: you'd have to call an... Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. You'd but have to I, call the 800 number and then...
2: But if it was a landline, I could do it from home. I like. I didn't have a landline. I didn't have, have a landline. Yeah,
1: where <laughs> I was living, I was living in a <laughs> shitty fu- apartment. You know, yeah. like that didn't have a That la- didn't have anything. It was fucking cheap and. Then...
2: Yeah, I. I mean, I, I live with my boyfriend already because we ha- We already, mo- I, like. I moved here. My mm. boyfriend was already here. Yeah. So you know he had a landline. Isn't yeah. Isn't that nice? <laughs> the <Yeah>. advantages.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Boyfriend. Um, the sources for this story, mm-hmm. um, uh, there was a few. Like, I can't, I can't mention all of them, but like the main ones were like the SF Gate, which is San Francisco,
0: mm-hmm.
1: SF Gate, New York Times, NBC News, CBS News, Time Magazine, and of course Wikipedia. Yes, trusty Wikipedia, and and uh, um, and a podcast mm-hmm. uh, that I listen to a lot. Mm-hmm. It, like inspired me to give me do... a shout
2: out give me a shout out
1: yeah so it's uh once upon a crime
2: that's a good name. the
1: host is Esther Ludlow mm-hmm. Sanchez mm-hmm. and she uh she does a really good job so and she's also very like uh, generous about calling giving other podcasts that's like, nice cr- you know like uh, a platform if they you know to to promote their other pa- podcasts and stuff that's so really she's really sweet. cool yeah Have so yeah. listeners. so she inspired me. For this story i was like oh i could tell that story on ours um so our bass connection what's our bass connection what do you think it might be Douglas? Uh, i'm what gonna guess it it's a surname you're right <laughs> <laughs> um it's ayala
2: oh how sweet ayala
1: is the surname and it's spelled a y a l a so um which is which, the
2: old spanish way of doing it
1: right it's it's um it's Deriving from the town of Ayala, which is Ayara mm. in Basque, Ayala nice. is the Castellano mm-hmm. version, mm-hmm. and Ayara is the name of one the R town. One R, two R's. As uh, A I A R A.
2: Okay, one R. Okay.
1: Yeah, and it's in the it's in Alava.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So there
0: oh, you go. Nice, That's interesting. That's the origin.
1: Yeah. So and then Ayala. Here is a pretty popular girl's name. It is. Yeah. Super popular. In fact, we have friends, friends. students, mm-hmm. lots of people I know named Ayella, And that's spelled uh, A-I-A-L-A, right? Ayala. Yep, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, the, that's the first name mm-hmm. the spelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there we go. So, a pla- so
2: place name, yeah, a place name mm-hmm. connection.
1: Want to hear my one sentence synopsis? Go for it, Ben. Okay. Um, although chili isn't considered a finger food, mm-hmm. one woman found just the opposite to be true.
2: Oh my gosh, this is too many layers to be
1: <laughs> That's very interested.
2: <laughs> I'm more scared now. But let's go for it. <laughs>
1: So, our story takes place in San Jose, California. Ooh. This is a city that's like across the bay from San Francisco. So, okay. it's considered the Bay Area. Yeah, right? just south of it, isn't it? I have no idea if it's I north south. It I think it is. Um, so, on March 22nd, 2005, 39 year old Anna Ayala mm. entered the Wendy's restaurant on Monterey Road along with her husband, Jamie Placencia. Mm. Now, His name is spelled G-A-M-I-E, but perhaps if they were Latinx or Mm -hmm. Mexican-American or whatever, Mm -hmm. maybe he went by Jaime, so Mm. I'm not really sure Mm
0: -hmm.
1: if it's Jaime or Jamie. Sure. So, so the couple lived in Las Vegas, but they were visiting the area to see his family. So, they were from there, but they had moved Mm. to Vegas, and they were back for a visit to visit his family. Nice. So their jaunt to the restaurant included his parents and his two brothers. The group sat down to eat at two separate tables. Have you ever been to Wendy's? Do you know the franchise, the chain? It's I a have heard chain. about it,
2: um, but I have never been. It's to like
1: it. the, it's the, the mascot. What do you call the, like, you know, Ronald McDonald the is the symbol clown. of them?
2: Yeah, I don't know if it's a mascot, but what sure. What you
1: call it? Like? And Wendy's is the girl that's the redhead mm-hmm. with the little braids that, can kind of go up on oh, a flip. Oh, yes, I
2: have seen that, yeah.
1: yeah. So that's Wendy's. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so, Anna sat with her mother-in-law and one of her brother-in-laws. Mm-hmm. And her husband sat at another table with his dad and his other brother. Mm. Anna ordered a chili for herself. And chili, should I explain um, what chili I'm is? I'm I mean, Americans con would carne. know what this
2: is. Mm-hmm. Chili con carne?
1: Yeah, a lot of it is chili con carne, but mm-hmm. I usually make vegetarian. With beans mm, only,
2: interesting.
1: Love chili, love it. It's a basically like a bean stew,
0: mm-hmm. and you
1: can add meat, any kind of meat, mm-hmm. essentially. And it's kind of spicy. Mm-hmm. There's different levels of spicy. Best All right, boys. so Anna had ordered a chili for herself, okay. Mm-hmm. And after a few bites, she bit into something she would later describe as crunchy.
2: Oh my gosh! And spat no, it out. No, no, okay,
1: okay, okay. <laughs> She and her table companions began to examine the strange object in her food and noticed a human fingernail attached to it. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: After vomiting, she stood and walked around the dining area with the item on a napkin, telling people, Don't eat the chili. Quote, Don't eat the chili. Look what I found in mine.
0: End
2: quote. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. The manager came over to see what the commotion was and examined the strange meat, quote-unquote. Like, I'm saying meat, air quotes, sure. right? And confirmed that it did have a fingernail attached to it. Oh. Anna called the police, who then sat about interviewing Anna and her family and the staff at the restaurant. Uh-huh. The police took the strange meat and sent it over to be inspected by the medical examiner. Okay. It was determined to be part of a human finger... <sighs> Four centimeters or one and a half inches. That's
2: pretty big. In length. Like oh, man. Yeah. It's like an inch, you said? Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a big. An inch and a half. It's a chunky so bit So that's of,
1: like the end of your, from your knuckle on, I guess.
2: Pretty much the two two last little knuckle bits.
1: Yeah, so from your middle knuckle on. Let's take a break. Let's do it. Before we Let's get do into it. the rest of it. <laughs> we're back we're back so i'm gonna like go between calling her Ayella mm-hmm. and anna okay through this story okay
2: Ms. yeah well she's a missus isn't she She's married yeah
1: she's us. married at this point yeah so ayala and her husband or, well anna and her mm-hmm. husband jamie or jaime
0: mm-hmm.
1: they returned to their home in las vegas and promptly hired an attorney as you would.
2: I mean, this is America, after all.
1: That's right. It's a very litigious <laughs> country.
2: Famously. <laughs> like,
1: Wendy's s- Corporation, we're coming for you. I
2: know, right? Yeah, yeah well, I mean, clearly a gotten away with shit.
1: <laughs> so, <clears throat> they hired their attorney, and Wendy's was then informed by her lawyer, obviously, that Anna intended to sue them.
2: Mm-hmm. That's just shoot. Come on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, so when news broke about this disgusting discovery, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anna granted interviews to anyone and everyone who asked, Mm -hmm. and basically wouldn't shut up about her terrible experience.
2: I mean, I would too.
1: (laughs) She described the episode as, quote, sick and disgusting, and claimed to be suffering from a lack of sleep and appetite and emotional distress. I mean, I would. Yeah.
2: I think I could ever eat a chili again. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right, I mean. right. That would fit me up, and I love chili. I make chili at least once a year yeah. in the winter mm. with cornbread. You have to have chili mm. with cornbread. I never heard That's about the accompaniment. that.
2: What? Interesting. All
1: right, I'm going to make some this winter, <laughs> and I'm going to invite you over for some chili and cornbread because Sounds it's the fun. bomb. It's the bomb. Sounds fun. So. She made an appearance on a morning talk show. These are, you know, these morning talk shows where they are on for like hours at a time mm-hmm. in the morning. So there's like the Today Show and the Good Morning America and America, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Yeah. I can't yeah. remember all the yeah. names of them. Beautiful but she America. went on Good Morning America. Okay. And uh, she went to talk about her lawsuit against Wendy's. Mm. When she was asked what happened, she said, Quote, Well, while I was eating my chili, and uh, I usually crack all my crackers and just put put them in there, mix it all around, and started eating, eating, and eating, the way people usually eat, and suddenly I chew something that's kind of hard, crunchy, spit it out. At first, I wasn't sure what it was, and as we started investigating, poking it, other people too... That's when we find that there's something that looks like a nail, end quote. Oh, my gosh.
2: Yeah, pretty horrible. I don't know if this is very mom safe. It depends
0: what kind of mom mom we have. It's mom safe, for sure.
1: (laughs) For sure. And my mom, for sure, I think remembers this story. Mm. I'll have to ask her next Mm. time I talk to her. Okay, so obviously the public was horrified by the story, and it was all over the news.
2: Right. Yeah, they must. Because must... I mean,
1: this is a great story, right, for the news. It's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic. No. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> Bash, a finger and chili.
2: Bash and carver, America.
1: Yeah. So, um it, you know, also it brought back memories to everybody of the E. coli br- outbreak in 1992. In Wendy's, you mean? At Jack in the Box. Oh. Have you heard of Jack in the Box?
2: I have
0: heard. It's another it. fast food joint.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, at uh, Jack in the Box restaurants in 1992, there was an E. coli outbreak Mm -hmm. and um, this sickened many people and it even Mm -hmm. caused some deaths. Oh, wow. Yeah. So other, like over 700 people were affected by this. Um, And then, so 700 people were affected by it before they discovered that the source came from the hamburger patties that were purchased, you know, by the restaurant in California and the Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. So specifically that area.
2: Your, your, your. My, neck of, yeah, my <clears throat> neck of the woods. Yeah, my neck of the woods. Yeah. So I
1: remember this story. Your childhood when this thing. happened. Yeah, because I was in high school at the time when this happened. Okay. So Jack in the Box, as a result, suffered huge revenue losses, and um, this time around, it wouldn't be any different for Wendy's. Mm-hmm. So people in general stopped eating out. And Wendy's restaurant in particular saw so much of their business plummeting that across the country, their staff lost hours, you know, work hours, and then their jobs eventually. Yeah. So this potentially multi-million dollar lawsuit Mm -hmm. um, on their hands, Wendy's Corporation began an investigation of their own.
2: Oh, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the police obviously were interested in finding out where this finger had come from. Sure,
2: there is DNA. Well, it is nineteen ninety-two. No, no. So what was DNA that? was around two thousand five. You said it was
1: two thousand five. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, DNA should yeah, be around ninety-two. Was the equal? I think, but yeah, this is two thousand five. Yeah. So um, what began is like a public health investigation. Mm-hmm. It later turned into like a criminal forensic okay. investigation. Um, for their part, Wendy's had hired their own team of private investigators and forensic experts to test and verify the integrity of their food supply mm-hmm. and processing to counter Ayala's claim. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. So, both investigations ter- determined that the finger didn't belong to any of the employees at the restaurant. hmm It also didn't belong to anyone tasked with the packaging or processing of the ingredients that went into the making of Wendy's chili.
2: Okay.
1: You know, all across their food supply chain. Right. Um, and the finger, although it was found to be cooked, was determined to have not been cooked in any chili at any Wendy's restaurant. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they had a very specific method for perfecting their recipe. Mm-hmm. Their chili was always cooked at 170 degrees for three hours.
2: Mm hmm.
1: hmm. Always.
2: Yeah, yeah. So really well so, cooked.
1: Well, and, 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 I studied this when I was studying communication Mm -hmm. in university, and it's called like the McDonaldization of Mm. things. Mm -hmm. So, where you, the processes of doing things are so precise and standard, yeah, yeah, Mm. that uh, the result is going to be exactly the same every time. For you to recognize that taste. You eat a hamburger at McDonald's in Taiwan, it's going to taste exactly the same as the hamburger you eat in California, right?
2: Pretty much. Pretty much.
1: They might have different things on the menu mm-hmm, to suit mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. local. Like I remember in Turkey, when we were in Turkey, they had kebabs on the menu at McDonald's. Oh, how cute! We didn't go to McDonald's, but we just saw that you, you they noticed had kebabs. That. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. That's
2: cute. Well resisted, Gilly. Well resisted.
1: <laughs> I I actually haven't eaten at McDonald's in like over thirty years, probably. Oh, I've I've eaten McDonald's.
2: I mean, you know, like the last time I guess I don't know if it was the last time, but in Taiwan was so hot and humid. Like, we'd go in to just sit there for like an hour and have an ice cream when the aircon mm-hmm. and a nice bathroom in the middle of downtown. Yeah, I, we did you that know, too when we were great. in Mexico. We mm-hmm. actually,
1: that's right, when we were in Mexico and Guatemala mm. traveling around, we went to McDonald's to have a McFlurry, which is the like milkshake
2: right, yeah. thing. Yeah.
1: Because okay. we are like, oh my God, a milkshake! Because, <laughs> you know, they sit don't. Sit
2: in the cold aircon, ice cream.
1: An ice cream dessert. Yeah. It's totally.
2: good. and they generally have reasonable bathrooms so you know it's and a, it's, bathrooms it's a public That's service right. it's a public right. service
1: they do serve a purpose
2: <laughs> the trip I was 1998 was the time I most stayed at McDonald's me and my dad went to Russia oh and it was 1998 so not very long after you know the end of communism it was like about 10 yes. years later.
1: I heard a story about Russia's introducing or when, yeah, it was when McDonald's went into for Russia. For
2: many years it was the biggest most selling McDonald's for like a decade or more, maybe two decades. It was like the long, the most uh, customers served, the biggest number of burgers, all those things were wow. they had their record in M- Moscow. But because of that, like not because of that, I don't know. Like, you know, it's a crazy market Russia, but there were n- almost no restaurants in the whole of the capital city of Moscow. Mm. So we had to keep going to McDonald's because it's like the only thing that we there saw. There was somewhere to eat, yeah. yeah. Like there was nothing. Out of the house, yeah. Yeah, out of the house, yeah. Huh. So we went to McDonald's a lot that time.
1: <laughs> so, uh, to, we'll Back to the matter back at to hand. the story. Back to the story. No pun intended. <clears throat> so, um... <laughs> so, anyway, so it was determined that this finger... Had not been cooked at this temperature for this period of time.
0: Okay.
2: Okay.
1: So that's what they could determine. It's easy to do. Yeah. Police interviews revealed that two of the three relatives who were with her on that day claimed she had vomited Mm. after the discovery of the finger.
2: Two out of three. Okay. Yeah.
1: But then when they went back and re interviewed her mother in law and father in law, they both admitted that they hadn't actually witnessed her Mm -hmm. vomit.
2: Okay.
1: And then in one source, I read that her father in law vomited. (laughs) Right. After the discovery.
2: I mean, I would have probably.
1: I know. (laughs) Um, And then investigators could find no signs that anyone had vomited at the restaurant on that day. And Mm. that employees assured them that they hadn't cleaned up anything. Mm -hmm. They'd never cleaned up any vomit. And uh, none of the family members that accompanied her saw her with the finger in her mouth and had only noticed it when she pointed it out at the bottom of her chili bowl, saying that she'd just spit it out. So police start to look more closely at the woman at the center of this event. They began to suspect Mm, that Anna Ayala was attempting to pull off a rather macabre case of insurance fraud. Oh, man. Wow. So in an effort to find the owner of the finger, police were said to have heard rumors about a recent passing of one of Ayala's (gasps) aunts. Oh, but anna denied that any she had any like recently deceased relatives
2: it's a hard thing to deny. Right.
1: <laughs> Something you could prove up, I mean, yes or no? I mean, this happened or not? You I've, know?
2: I've done my family tree. I have relatives dying every week. <laughs> <laughs> I've got hundreds of cousins Sorry. everywhere. My
1: condolences. Thank <laughs>
2: <this>. <laughs> and being born, I mean, and getting married—it's just big families. That's what happens. <laughs>
1: That's what happens. People die. So, what police did discover mm-hmm. is that she had a penchant for filing lawsuits against. Established. Big corporate America.
2: That's another easy one to check. Mm-hmm. Oh, man.
1: And they would soon find out that she was someone whose word could not be trusted. Bum, bum, Ooh. bum. Should we take a break before we continue? I, I,
2: I, I want to be a slightly culturalist and say, she don't sound too Basque. Because <laughs> the Bascos are very proud of their word. You know that, don't you?
1: Well... I think there's a lot of cultures that would say that. I
2: agree, but 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 it is still a fact. At don't least the,
1: don't the Italian mafiosos say the same thing. I
2: <laughs> totally. I mean, I would believe the word of an Italian mafioso. I don't know about you.
1: <laughs> I think I'd take him for their word.
2: My Italian. Like, maf- I will
1: kill you and your family. I'd be like, all right, I'll take your word for that. I mean,
2: even I will protect you or you are family. You know, <laughs> the nice ones yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. That's what came to mind. We're we're having a break in any case, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's take a break.
2: we're back back. yep
1: okay so a look into her past Mm. revealed that several civil claims involving both herself or her children 13 in total wow had occurred in both california and nevada okay okay so here's her history oh wow a little bit of it it's not all of it i'm not gonna name 13 so, in 1998, she filed a sexual harassment suit against her employer, La, La Oferta, La Oferta, mm-hmm. and review a newspaper.
0: Oh.
1: And it was later dropped.
0: Mm.
1: In 2004, she claimed that the restaurant El Pollo Loco
0: mm-hmm.
1: had settled with her for $30,000 after her daughter picked up a nasty case of salmonella after mm-hmm. eating there.
2: $30,000 is a nice one.
1: But... When police uh, spoke with the chain, hmm. they acknowledged the lawsuit had happened, but they hadn't paid her a dime, as the claim couldn't be substantiated. Oh. So she, she was telling people that she'd won $30,000, oh. or she had won oh. this in
2: the lawsuit. It's a weird one.
1: Yeah. Um, also in in 2004, Ayala uh, filed a suit against the Goodyear Tire Corporation
2: mm-hmm. and
1: General Motors Corporation.
2: She's going for them all. Going for them. I like her. <laughs> somewhat (laughs) at least she's going for like big corporate
1: okay so anyway she had a suit against a goodyear tire corporation and general motors Mm. um claiming that a tire had come off her car while driving um and that lawsuit was dismissed because she fired her attorney oh then she didn't show up for her court dates or file the proper paperwork so the lesson there is don't fire your attorney because they're the ones that take care of all that shit for you. I'm hoping right? they
2: do. Some doubts.
1: Yeah. So San Jose police soon discovered a more despicable act of fraud and theft in Anna's past when mm-hmm. they uncovered a police report that was filed in 2003 in San Jose. Mm-hmm. So this file, this, uh, this report was um, from a woman by the name of Bertha Davila. Mm-hmm. Davila. Davila? Davila. I don't know where the accent would be. It didn't have an accent on her name, so I don't know where the accent would be. So, excuse me. In September of 2002, Bertha, Mm -hmm. Bertha Davila, she agreed to purchase a mobile home in San Jose Mm -hmm. from Ana Ayala for $52,000. So Bertha's first language is Spanish. Okay. And so, to complete the transaction, Anna accompanied Bertha to the real estate office to file the paperwork that was necessary for the sale, mm-hmm. and then was going to stand in as her translator, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So, um, in addition, Davila had no credit history or okay. social security number, right? Which would turn out to complicate the matter. Of so, of course. The real estate agent informed Ayala that Davila didn't qualify for the purchase because of her lack of credit history and social security mm-hmm. number, and therefore couldn't buy the mobile home, mm-hmm. something that Ayala conveniently left out in her translation to Bertha. Oh, man. So the agent gave the pair some paperwork for a sale by owner transaction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Davila filled out the paperwork and then returned it to Anna, who agreed to bring it back to the real estate agent and, you know, to continue the transaction, right? Mm -hmm. And she gave her $11,000 as a down payment. So this was, um, you know, all her savings, basically all the money she had in the world. So, believing that everything had been done to complete the transaction of the sale and the purchase of the home, Bertha moved into the home with her family in October of 2002. Mm -hmm. Three weeks later, she received an eviction notice from the bank, giving her three days to vacate. The owner of the home had defaulted on their loan. And the owner wasn't Anna Ayala.
2: Oh. She was pretending it was her. Oh, man.
1: It was her now husband, but then boyfriend's property. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the plot thickens again. Mm-hmm. Jamie. Jaime. Oh, it was crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Bertha had no choice but to leave the house and was now broke, like having given Anna everything she had in the world, right? Fucking hell. So Bertha could not contact Ayala as, as Ayala had left with her husband and moved to Las Vegas my by this gosh, point. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So, but Bertha didn't give up and she found out a year later where she lived and went to confront Anna oh, about the money. Yeah, right? Where's my $11,000? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Anna acted like she had no idea what she was talking about. And of course, she never returned any of her money. Mm. And so poor Bertha, you know, her only recourse was to go file a police report mm. <clears throat> with the San Jose police for grand theft. So uh, grand theft, I I looked up because I I was trying to figure out the the differences between these crimes. So grand theft uh, is a specific intent crime, meaning that the person taking the property must have had the exact intent of depriving the victim of property or stealing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So meaning she meant to steal the money from her.
2: Intentional theft, let's call it. Yeah.
1: So um, when San Jose police showed up at Anayala's house in Vegas on April 14th to interview her Mm -hmm. about this whole Wendy's thing, Mm. she refused to cooperate with them.
0: Yeah.
1: She would complain to the media and anyone else who would listen, because she really liked the media, Mm -hmm. that they were harassing her family and treating them like, quote, terrorists. Mm. oh
2: yeah it was post 9 911 so now we can <laughs> yeah, say terrorist, we're terrorists,
1: terrorists yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: sorry
2: <laughs> oh my uh, goggles
1: so they uh a search warrant was issued but i couldn't find what they found that mm-hmm. never was reported i guess what mm-hmm. they found or if they found anything meanwhile post finger incident mm-hmm. wendy's was struggling with damage control right at the right. time, they were the U.S.'s third largest <gasps> fast food chain. Wow. They claimed that sales were down by a million dollars a day. Whoa. Since the story broke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They gave a press conference in April and implemented a PR campaign offering a free Frosty to anyone in the Bay Area, which they later expanded to to the nation. The whole, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Frosty is like a chocolate shake thing. It's like their little specialty. Okay. It's like a... Very particular flavor. It's a f- mm. chocolate shake, basically. Nice.
2: Sounds fine. It is
1: good. They're good. I like a Frosty. So, um, on April 21st, Las Vegas police, because they were involved because she lived there, they arrested her mm. for the San Jose police. And they charged mm. Ana Ayala with a felony attempted grand larceny for the fraudulent claim against mm. Wendy's and grand theft for the scam that she committed against Davila.
2: Oh, good. So she
1: got arrested for both things.
2: Nice. I'm I'm happy Davila's getting so, something. Grand
1: larceny, which is what they charged her for the Wendy's thing, yeah, is a. Uh, I'm gonna read the definition mm-hmm. I got here. Is a crime defined as larceny of property worth more than the given state's statutory requirement. Wow, what does that mean? Okay, so the minimum property value for grand mm-hmm. larceny often ranges between a dollars and $1,000. Mm-hmm. For example, in New York, a person is guilty of grand larceny when they steal property at a value greater than $1,000.
2: Okay.
1: So because she was trying to steal money from Wendy's right? in a larger sum, like yes. suing for whatever amount she decided. Yes. X amount of out, al- you know, X amount. I mean... It was grand larceny.
2: The 11000 sounds like also over that true amount. yeah but she was know. charged
1: with grand theft for that one uh-huh. meaning that she intended to steal the money but she,
2: she, let's say she oh okay so the right. one is she intended the
1: and, and then grand managed. larceny is more like the amount the the, 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 the money amount it mm-hmm. has more to do with like the value of what was stolen
0: mm-hmm.
1: so grand larceny was more about the value that was stolen whereas grand theft is like did they intend to steal this mm-hmm. property or whatever okay so, at the time, her son, whose name is Guadalupe. Wow. I like his... Yeah, sp- Guadalupe Reyes, Jr. Mm. He denied the charges and told the reporters at the scene, because, of course, there was a big story. There were reporters on the scene when she was arrested mm. in Las Vegas, that she didn't, quote, she didn't steal any money in connection with the trailer.
0: <laughs> that was his
1: quote <laughs> to reporters. Okay. <laughs> So she was being held in. Uh, I think she was extradited at this point back to California because that's where her oh, trial and everything took place. Because it was all took place in California. Okay. So they took her from Vegas to California.
2: Interesting.
1: So uh, while in jail, she was held on a five hundred thousand dollar bail, which is half a mil. Good chunk. Mm-hmm. Her husband, Placencia or Jaime or Jamie,
0: mm-hmm. he was
1: also charged. But according to one source, okay, so one source, this mm. is something I found, but I can't, I couldn't substantiate, substantiate it, mm-hmm. be, but it was from the New York Times. Right. Well. So you'd think.
2: Yeah. I mean.
1: You'd think they'd have grid fact checkers. It's, but this is weird because this is why I'm doubting mm-hmm. this. Report. Claim mm-hmm. is that he was already in custody mm. for being in arrears for child support. Right,
2: right. I mean, he could have had another kid with somebody else.
1: Right, but to to four hundred thousand dollars, like
2: it's a lot of money. That
1: is a lot of money.
2: It could be like five kids, though. I guess for like ten years.
1: Could be. That's I true. Mean, could be he have children all over. Tons the place. of that's children. That's true. Anyway, so that's
2: Jamie. Jamie.
1: Oh, Jamie. So, so they get arrested. They were like, no, Both of them. this is not cool. They found that the finger didn't never came from Wendy's, never came mm-hmm. from any processing plant, so they're suspect. They think she's just trying to rip off the company, right?
2: Sounds like it. But. But.
1: They arrested her in April, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But they still didn't know where the finger came from, which brings me to the next part of the story. In early May 2005, so she's already been arrested, she's in jail, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The police announced that they had found the person to whom the finger had once been attached.
2: Okay, okay.
1: (laughs) Police followed up an anonymous tip received on the hotline that was set up by Wendy's.
2: Oh, man. This is interesting. Sure. I mean, life is more random than... I know, right? Stranger than fiction, right? That's the word.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, the restaurant chain was offering up to $100,000 for information leading to the origin of the Ooh, finger. Ooh, that's
2: a juicy amount of money.
1: Yep. So, they got this tip. So, the tip led police to a to Brian Paul Rossiter. Oh. It turns out that Mr. Rossiter had lost a finger in an industrial accident at an asphalt company in December of 2004.
2: Okay, Wow.
1: So he ha- he's only been identified, like in all the reports that I read, as an associate of uh, Jamie Placiencia. Oh, oh,
2: Yeah. Okay. Yep. So. It's your friend of the husband.
1: Mm hmm. That's her husband, yeah. Mm
2: hmm. Mm-hmm. So
1: he. Oh, look,
2: I got a little bitty finger of mine. <laughs> what shall I do with it? Oh, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take that you. off of you.
1: Sell that to me. So he did. He sold his finger to sold the couple.
2: Oh my! For
1: a hundred dollars. Oh my! God. In order to settle a debt, and in one account I read that the debt was only like a fifty-dollar debt. So he sold it to them for a hundred. Wow. So he made fifty bucks, I guess. I mean,
2: miracle.
1: Fuck yeah! <laughs>
2: Land of opportunity. You yep. lose a finger, you get 100 bucks.
1: You sell it. Sell it. Sell Mark, it. It, up, sell sell. It, Mark mm-hmm. it up. Sell it on.
2: Mark it up. Sell it on. I thought that was worth way more than 100
0: okay. Lost So up.
1: DNA testing verified that it did belong to Rossiter. And the anonymous tip came from
2: Himself. Him. Yep. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh. He's
1: the one that called it in.
2: Right, and now well, that that finger turned out to be a very good investment,
1: uh, right? If right. You,
2: if he you got a hundred
1: thousand
2: plus a hundred dollars. No,
1: hundred. Th- oh yeah, for if the Wendy's. Wendy's, if Wendy's to him, paid him. I didn't see if it, that Wendy yeah. ever paid him for the tip. I Man, I didn't see that. It if never was it, in any of the, in the news reports. Right? I mean,
2: it's dodgy that anybody else announces it. But if it's the person who lost his finger, you would have yeah. thought he'd get the money. Because there's no way out of it. It's like, hey, the DNA was right. You wouldn't have known you otherwise. You'd You it wouldn't is. have known. Yeah.
1: Right? There's yeah. no way you would find out. And
2: he didn't do anything against Wendy's. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's police so. I actually, hope he got- that's the next, like, police couldn't verify he if he was in on the scam.
2: Right also right Right, so right
1: right they you know like if he planned to cash in on the settlement they would get probably not let's be honest but But maybe 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 maybe
2: not after he turned himself into wendy's
1: right so why give yourself up right unless you thought it was more of a sure thing yeah. But this is after but she got arrested. Time, yeah,
2: by the time they're right? arrested, he's she like, got arrested this is then, not going to work. Yeah, they're may not going to well, get any money out of yeah, Wendy's, so may well maybe I'll get. try
1: to get this hundred grand from Wendy's.
2: So he just turned on their previous associates.
1: Yes, yes. Oh my
2: gosh, this is, there's layers here.
1: Mm. So... <clears throat> on September 9th, 2005 in San Jose, California, Ayala and Placencia, they pled guilty to conspiring to file a false claim and attempted grand theft mm-hmm. with damages suffered by Wendy's in just the Bay Area exceeding 2.5 million dollars. Yeah. They pled guilty. Mm-hmm. So, um at sentencing on January 18th, mm-hmm. so this is in 2006 now. Mm-hmm. Ayala received nine years in state prison, and wow. Placencia got 12 years and four months. So I don't know why he got so much time. I mean, much maybe. more than him, being because he knew the guy that had the finger? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, the maybe he was more involved with the trailer park thing. Well,
1: maybe it has to mm. do with that, yeah.
2: Like an extra three years for the trailer park Maybe,
1: thing. yeah. Could be, yeah. Um, and then they were also sentenced to pay Wendy's twenty one million dollars in restitution. So sure, the corporation knew they'd never see this kind of money of from them. So they agreed to seek only a hundred and seventy thousand mm-hmm. dollars. dollars,
2: U.S. American. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and this was just to make up for the employees' lost mm. wages. I mean. So- so Tons apparently that was the number they money. came up with that people that lost hours at work because there was less business and or lost their jobs
2: must be more than that but sure
1: well they don't pay people very well it's minimum wage still, jobs these yeah, are minimum still, wage jobs
2: it's like an enormous third biggest you chain think, in america yeah, you think
1: you would yeah, yeah. exactly if that's all if that's they're it, losing if that's two, it three right? months. Two, less than two hundred thousand dollars
2: cheap to run that business julie let's get into know, tacos right? we gotta
1: buy a wendy's <laughs> wendy's and make wow. this happen nah. nah, nah. so no anyway good. no goods. they um they further agreed not to pursue the 21 million if the couple didn't seek a book or movie deal from the notoriety of the case <laughs> <laughs> so My that was gosh. in the clause like that is... don't they can't ever sell the story it's
2: definitely a california clause <laughs> i love it i love it
1: Okay, so um, Ayala had an additional five years tacked onto her sentence because the prosecutor argued that when she claimed she couldn't eat or sleep after the event, this had a direct impact on Wendy's sales. Mm -hmm. The judge agreed with the prosecutor and gave her the additional five years. However, on appeal, so she appealed this, Mm -hmm. her lawyers argued that this wasn't legal.
2: It's a bit of an odd one.
1: Yeah. It was just like kind of random, like, yes, of course, yes. Okay, five more years. And yeah. so she won her appeal. Good. So what it I reduced mean, her I... sentence, and and she only served a total of five years. Okay. So post-verdict, uh... when she was sentenced and everything, she mm-hmm. had a lot to say. She's, she lectured folks that others should learn from her mistakes. Quote, let this be an example. Everybody out there, all those young people, learn from this. Mm-hmm. However, she wasn't shy about. Oh, that was end quote. Hmm. However, she wasn't shy about throwing Brian Paul Rossiter under the bus. Oh, of him, she claimed that he was much more involved in the plot to rip off Wendy's. She's getting But revenge. he, quote, he got away. He's a hero. Ayala said, <laughs> quote, he should be back here with us. Rossiter, for his part, was never discovered to have plotted with the couple, and he told police that the couple had offered him twenty-five hundred. No. $250,000 for his silence. So I'm assuming they mm. were like, Shut up. When we get all this money from mm-hmm. Wendy's, we'll mm-hmm. pay you $250,000. So he was offered that by them.
2: Well, they, they upped the offer from Wendy's, so they were at least, you know, pulling the right cards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, when she was asked if she was surprised that the court had given her the maximum sentence, she said, quote, I was expecting it. Obviously, I committed a crime, and I should pay for it. And I'm ready. I know I've hurt a lot of people. Mm. End quote. She said she didn't plan to target Wendy specifically, but this was contradicted Mm. after her release from prison when she granted an interview on TV. Mm. She said, I cooked it. Ugh. So
2: that's that's what they want to hear on American TV totally right? totally
1: so she detailed how she cooked it in her Las Vegas home <laughs> by following Wendy's chili recipe oh
2: wow but it didn't reach the right temperature
1: exactly her <gasps> undoing was that she didn't realize what the temperature would be or for how long the restaurant cooked their chili yeah oh. she could
0: continued- preparation though Good yeah preparation. she
1: could yeah I know right she thought it out She thought she had it all worked out. She thought she had it all worked out. Yep. She continued and admitted that after cooking the finger, she stuck it in the freezer before heading off to Mexico for a vacation.
2: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I mean, I guess it would freeze your chili. Well, you got to
1: save it for later for that next time you're at a Wendy's.
2: Oh, man.
1: So, anyway, in my research, I couldn't find that if Bertha Davila ever got any money Mm. from this... Like, if she ever got her 11 grand back or more for Goodness all the trouble she had so. gone through. Like, she went and moved in and then got kicked out and then was homeless, right?
2: Yeah. Tough life. I
1: hope so, but I, I couldn't find anywhere that she got anything.
2: That's such a out shame. Of this.
1: I know, even though they were charged with this crime, too. So, yeah. should we take a break?
2: Let's do that.
1: <laughs> okay, we're back. We're back. Anna did not stay out of the news post release from prison. Oh,
2: yeah, she's already given one interview.
1: <laughs> so remember her son who defended her to the reporters.
2: Guadalupe. Yes, that's right. My favorite, probably first name in the whole episode. I know, right? So Guadalupe, far.
1: which is like a the virgin, a virgin saint, like in Mexico, right? In a virgin
2: number in of places. I, yeah, I know she, there's yeah, one sure. in Mexico, but, but I, I, I always
1: think. see it more in Mexican for sure culture.
2: Well, you yeah, have Mexican heritage,
1: so. Mm. I'm
2: I'm sure I've seen other Guadalupe's.
1: (laughs) So, this is what happened, okay? So, in 2013, Guadalupe Guadalupe Reyes Mm -hmm. Jr.
2: Oh, he's learned some tricks from mom and dad.
1: (laughs) Did I already say he shot himself in the ankle?
2: What? No. Oh, Oh, my gosh. So, in 2013,
1: he shot himself in the ankle. (laughs) Shot
2: himself. Let's hope this is on purpose. (laughs) It literally wasn't on purpose. It was an
1: accident. It was an accident. Did he so,
2: did he did he did he sue the no, the gun company? No, he
1: did not, he did what? not. but he <laughs> this is a problem for him because he wasn't supposed to be in possession of a firearm okay. because he was on parole
0: Ooh. from a
1: burglary conviction.
2: Ooh okay. it's getting complicated.
1: So he went to mommy. Anna. she can solve the, every problem. Anna the Scammer.
0: Ooh, you, 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 you thought <laughs> about that yourself? I That's did, I wrote it down. It's a good one.
1: Anna the Scammer. And he, um, she cooked up a little story
0: Ooh.
2: for him
1: to get out of this one, okay? I like
2: the double entendre there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, right? No pun intended. <laughs> so they concocted a story for the police of an alleged hack on him. So they mm-hmm, gave a full mm-hmm. description of the attacker that mm-hmm. Anna provided to the police. She described the assailant to police as a big man with a goatee and unusually large ears.
2: Oh my gosh! That's a weird description! Hilarious. Right?
1: Goatee, large ears.
2: Sounds like one. And of her... he was
1: wearing black um, a black Oakland A's baseball cap and Air Jordan sneakers. So that was her description to police.
2: So precise. So precise.
1: <clears throat> they, she even gave them a name. Ooh. So the name of the person, right? Yeah. So after searching for this man and turning up nothing, they decided to call Reyes or Guadalupe mm-hmm. in for questioning, mm-hmm. and he cracked like <gasps> immediately.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> and he gave his mom up. <laughs> oh
2: my gosh! That's a cra- you didn't learn anything from your parents. Mm-mm.
1: Mm-mm. Mom was probably really disappointed in him. Yeah. Like,
2: God, yeah.
1: So, they were both arrested for this, for filing a, fi- a, f- a false police report.
2: My that was the mm-hmm. what she's saying.
1: Yeah. So, they were both <laughs> arrested, and they received two years in prison each. Wow. So, Ayala could have received four years and eight months for her part, because oh. um,
2: she police. was
1: an accessory to, an afel- to a felony. Mm-hmm. She filed a police, a false police report Mm. and for being a felon in possession of a firearm. Mm. So she got charged as well for being a felon in possession of a firearm. Mm -hmm. And that's because she helped her son get rid of the gun that he had shot himself with. And they never found the gun. Wow. So, sure, her sentence was reduced to the two years because she pled no contest. Remember we talked about that in the... Irene Garza case, like no contest, my... which is just like that you have enough evidence against me. Oh, I can't fight this charges. Right, so right. I'll just plead no contest. You're not pleading guilty, but you're just pleading like I can't compete or I can't fight it, basically. I don't get a so lot sometimes. So you'll get like a lower, if you, if you kind of like concede mm-hmm. to the crime in a way, you'll get a lower sentence. Dodgy. I guess. I dodgy. Well, it's the legal system so um <clears throat> yeah, so that's the last time she was in the news and um according to that podcast I told you mm-hmm, about
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh once upon a crime mm-hmm. she mentioned that on her um facebook page i n i l s current facebook page, uh-huh. she has in her description quote crazy crazy finger lady. <sighs> As, like, a descriptor.
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> Only in America. I right? tried to look for it. Yeah. But
1: there's too many Anna Ayala's out there, I yeah. guess. So I, I gave up because I was like, I got to finish this story. <laughs> I got <get> to get <laughs> oh. to the end. So uh, I wanted to finish this story hmm. about um, a, an article I found on um, NPR.
2: Mm. Connected to the story?
1: It's all. About a history of human fingers found in fast food. So a Michigan teen says he got a taste of more than just roast beef when he bit into his Arby's sandwich last week. So Arby's is another... Chain. Chain that has, like, the they're famous for the roast beef sandwich that they have.
2: (laughs) My overall overall lesson so So, far is don't eat an American fast food, (laughs) but let's go, let's go.
1: Well... I know when you. At least it.
2: we started raving about McDonald's,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> in Russia. <laughs> Dang. All right. So this kid, he was a fourteen-year-old Brian Hart, fourteen. Next, yeah. So the caption under his photo is: Ryan Hart, fourteen, found a severed finger in his junior roast beef sandwich. Oh. Junior roast beef sandwich. So the, the one a for the little Baby bats.
2: roast beef sandwich.
1: So here's this quote: "I was about to puke. It was just nasty." The piece appeared to be the back of a finger, including the pad, and extending beyond the first knuckle. They mm-hmm. don't have a lot of store. They don't have a lot of uh, detail where it came from.
2: And we, we've philosophized about it enough. They anyway.
1: just said that the franchise restaurant team stopped food production and thoroughly cleaned and sanitized the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>,
0: uh, <clears throat> but less ben, intense than Wendy's. Uh-huh.
1: Again, at another Arby's. <gasps> So, Arby's is just rife with fingers flying around. So, much uh, like in Ohio, much like in Michigan, Ohio, another man bit into Arby's sandwich in 2004. And he found a piece of flesh about three-fourths of an inch long. And uh, when they spoke with the manager, they saw a bandage on his thumb. Uh. Oh. Turns out he had sliced his thumb oh. skin while shredding lettuce, but reportedly didn't throw away the bin of lettuce. So it's a chunk of his thumb. Then it, that was an
2: easy crime to discover, though.
1: Then, of course, they mentioned the Wendy's. This mm-hmm, one, mm-hmm. right? Then um, the there was a finger in a custard. Okay. Okay, so custard is like a sweet thing, and yes. it's much more. This was found in uh, North Carolina. Mm. So, Cole's Frozen Custard. Mm. Okay. So, um, Clarence Stowers found a finger in his custard at Cole's Frozen Custard in Wilmington, North Carolina. But not before eating all of the ice cream off the finger first. Oh,
2: my (laughs) God. (laughs) To be fair, it was frozen, so it's less disgusting, but oh. Is it
1: though? Is it Oh my god. He reportedly thought it was candy and didn't realize it was a human appendage until later. No! Turns out a worker had lost part of his finger in the custard machine oh. at Stowers and was unfortunate. And Stowers was unfortunate enough to find it. Oh. Later, later, Stowers kept the finger for evidence for so long that um, it was too late for the employee the to end. get his finger reattached.
0: Uh, so he, like, he held up.
1: on to it. And then it, the, if he had turned it in, I guess immediately, the guy could have maybe got it put back on mean still okay that's too much too more that's too more okay so this is the frozen dinner finger so it seems this is this one starts with it seems 2005 was a big year for finding severed (sighs) fingers in food so a california inmate felipe rocha was eating dinner in march 2005 or rocha he's eating in march of 2005 when he chewed a crunchy object in his cornbread. I mentioned cornbread earlier. We did.
2: Look at his circles.
1: <laughs> he discovered a fingertip.
2: And I'm going to, unless you lose a finger, Julie, I will try your cornbread. <laughs>
1: yes. And he filed a lawsuit. And uh, the inmate's attorney said Roca or Rocha or Rocha, Rocha mm-hmm. is a vegetarian and <gasps> lost 15 pounds in six days because he couldn't eat after the incident. And then yeah, the last prison. one. This is the last them. one. Okay. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. in 2006 in Indiana, a diner found a finger on his TGI Fridays burger after a restaurant oh. employee accidentally cut it in the kitchen.
0: Oh. Um, people. The
1: manager didn't even know what had happened until he got to the hospital. So he cut it and then put it in a burger, and then the manager was not informed. Sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> anyway so there you go the history a brief history of finger food i mean so um dugald do you have a mini crime time for us tonight
2: i do i do Mm. i mean crimes are crimes and it's mini so here's an
1: example of a mini crime time that you can send in to us yeah voice message an email Mm -hmm. if you want to write it out if it's somebody else's story just tell us about it who cares
2: it can be your friends. who cares please make it real you don't
1: have to name anybody
2: no it's all good just
1: Any crime, and it's like it's like what youth consider a crime. It's not necessarily like legally a crime.
2: Yeah, although this one could be. Okay, maybe. Oh, I'm excited. I don't don't know. I I don't know if it could be.
1: I'll tell you. I'll be the judge of that.
2: So we're at the tobacco store, and you know, like many European countries, there's only one place that you can buy tobacco in Spain and the Basque Country. It's the tobacco shop.
1: Ah yes, you have to go to a tobacco. It shop. has
2: to be a licensed tobacco shop. Yeah. So we get our snooze for all of those who know is The Norwegians and yeah, the like it's very
1: Scandinavian, right? Snus. Yeah.
2: So they're like a little, uh, like
1: a packet, little like, pillow, like a, yeah. two yeah.
2: centimeters by one centimeter. So let's say half an inch like, by like a
1: tea bag. Yep,
2: yeah, a little tea of, bag with like a
1: little tea bag with
2: with tobacco inside, tobacco. chewing yeah. tobacco. Yeah, and I remember
1: my um, Swedish classmates exactly. when I first moved here Exactly. they all
2: used snooze exactly so I, I've been I've been seeing a Norwegian guy recently and of course he likes the snooze thing mm-hmm. and so we turn around and then the next clients who are this older couple or brother and sister or whatever they are <laughs> <laughs> they were next in queue but we were still just kind of looking around and getting our um uh, umbrellas whilst the other sale is happening and they it was a fast one they asked for like a couple of packs of cigarette or something and then a sc- commotion started so it was kind of periphery and i didn't catch what what the words were said mm. but basically the lady behind there was only one girl in the store It's quite a big store like you know like working uh, yeah there's only there this... a lady working yeah and she was brazilian because i recognized the accent okay and uh, let's say she had uh, broken castilian so it sounded very portuguese like or it,
1: just obviously not from here accent exactly yeah.
2: so mr old guy who bought the tobacco
1: uh, here under we go. Here we go let's say not very
2: much under his breath complained about her accent something like i have to stand these fucking foreigners serving me i don't know what the fuck they're saying or something like that you know to that extent i didn't hear what he said but she was like excuse me you have been doing this every time you come here please like a
1: regular customer treat me
2: with respect yeah
1: and even though he deals with her all the time
2: and he he just goes fuck you (gasps) <gasps> it's not your fucking problem. You should learn how to speak Castilian. Oh, no. I know. And then the other lady, who I don't know if it was his sister, starts protecting him, kind of <sighs> going like, "Leave him alone. It's not your freaking problem." Like totally, like going for swear words immediately. Oh, and I no. and the girl started crying. <gasps> Literally, it was very like. And oh. then, and then the guy I'm with starts like, "What the fuck's happening?" And I translate the basics situation and this old couple already left so i'm like please wait here i'm gonna go back and say hi to the girl yeah and so i went back did you go talk to
1: her in portuguese
2: i did i tried but she didn't realize she was so nervous she just continued speaking in castilian so i switched back to castilian Okay. Just not to confuse her, but I'm like, don't worry, honey, this happens to me all the time. All Look, but this is unacceptable. I think whoever your boss is, you should definitely talk to him and stop serving this person.
0: Yeah.
2: And she goes, yeah, because my boss is my stepmom or <gasps> not stepmom, sorry, uh, mother-in-law. Sorry, mother-in-law. Mother-in-law. So she goes, no, my step... So uh, it's
1: her husband that owns basically...
2: Pretty much. Her, so her,
1: she, It's a family business. Yeah.
2: So she goes... Yeah, no, actually, I have mentioned it to my... That's uh, fucked up. But she goes... But, you know, she, you could see from the way she was saying that she didn't ever say, I am i don't want to serve him anymore. She just told them about it. And I'm like, yeah, I think they're going to support you if, if you just don't serve them. Because that yeah. was not called fuck for. Fuck that guy. And she kind of was like, yeah, no, you're right, I think. Fuck that guy. Yeah, 100% fuck that guy. do buy your goddamn tobacco. Because it was... It was, and especially, it was one of those times where most of the tobacco shops were open, but not them. You know, they were the one of the few exactly. that were open. So I'm like, "You're gonna fuck him if you don't serve him next time." Totally. And you need to know. He'll
1: be shit out and of luck. And she life. was
2: like, "No, you're right. Yes." Because like
1: on Sundays when he's trying to get exactly, a pack of cigarettes,
2: exactly. fucked that <laughs> big head. Because so, <laughs> everything
1: will be closed on a Sunday.
2: Yep. Yeah, so you know, and so she kind of calmed down. Yeah, that is and maddening, man. That is isn't that horrible? Yeah, it's horrible. Fuck so i hate that what's your verdict is it a real crime it's
1: it's more than many i think
2: but it is like it's that's
1: a hate crime
2: it's probably some kind of i don't know i think if, it's a hate crime yeah it is i mean he wasn't like nice. trying to i mean hate yeah. crime
1: i don't know if it would legally it's racist the standard of it's a hate xenophobia crime, it's totally yeah mm. that's fucked up and it should be called out in society as much I, as possible i think so i think so
2: yeah. Well, cheers, everybody. Cheers, Be responsible. Yes. Um, write to bling, us. Bling. Send
1: us your mini crime times um, via, or send us any emails you want to send us. Ask us questions. Crimes of
2: Basklands. Yeah, tell us if at anything gmail.com. you
1: want to tell us on gmail. Wait, crimes of the Basslands at gmail.com. That's it. We have an Instagram account and we have a website.
2: We do. With little, so, little titty everything coming we're together. We're probably going to try to
1: work on our website a little more. This coming year, 2024, we'll probably try to up some of our game. Hopes and projects. Hopes, Hopes and, projects. and projects.
2: Wish, luck. Wish us, luck. Wish us <laughs> luck. Hopes
1: and dreams. So, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. And we bid, bid you... you...
0: a good.
1: Crimes of the Basque Lands is written and produced by...
2: D. Carvalho.
1: Julie Garcia. And Megan Dooley. The sound and editing for each episode by...
2: D'Agustio Carvalho,
1: I'm Megan Dooley, theme song written by D'Agustio Carvalho, Julie Garcia, I'm Megan Dooley, sung by the choir with no name and produced by Tom Squires, podcast art by Distinct Signal, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Crimes of the Basslands and contact us at Crimes of the Basslands at gmail.com with story ideas worldwide which have a connection to the Basque country or any rave reviews. If you like our podcast, please subscribe, like, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, Agur. Agur!